0: Often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box.
1: Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode four hundred and thirty-four. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, once again recording. From deep inside... Deep, deep inside the Slapbox Bunker. As I wait out the uh, vaccine, it's... You know, I've never wanted to be an old British lady more than now. Not that I ever... really, I don't recall necessarily wanting to be one before now, but... After I saw that first one get that vaccine... And just to think of the sweet, sweetness of having somewhat of a normal life not having to be afraid of passing some horrible virus around to people and stuff you know and uh being able to go out in public normally sounds fantastic so perhaps I should well, I started going Irish I was gonna go with like some kind of British accent I went fucking not. I started coming out of the gate already Irish I already fucked it up see I'm not gonna get a vaccine I didn't hear anything about Irish ladies getting it. <laughs> maybe they have. Maybe they haven't. I know the, uh, the, the in the old England that they've uh, inoculated some people. But uh, perhaps, perhaps I could go ahead and do it. And I don't sound quite like an old... I'm speaking Irish again, but not sounding like an old lady. That could be a problem. But I think it's an age thing in general, you know. If they think I'm old... And to, 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 to give it to me, you know, I, I guess I haven't listened to enough British people speak in a while. I should probably work on that because I have some other news I'm going to get to. But first off, I want to fill you in on last week. The big thing was I was huffing, not, inti- you know, purposely, but the fact that I didn't bother to open a window or anything. I was breathing in soldering fumes uh, as I spent all day last Saturday rewiring my Les Paul with some uh, new pots from uh, Dark Moon NYC uh, which uh, I did wrong, I fucked it up (laughs) I hadn't tried it, I had rewired it before doing the podcast last week and then when I went to attempt to plug it in after the fact it did make sound, it made sound so I mean I guess that part worked out you know it didn't sound quite right but It made sound, and the uh, pots, the volume pots, worked. But then the tone pots did nothing, and, like, splitting the coil and all that wasn't really working out. But it made different sounds when I flipped over, like, the pickup switch. (laughs) Uh. But, yeah, I didn't do it right, and I was afraid that maybe I had... uh, destroyed some of the pots because you can from what i i have read again i am not an expert at this this was my first and only time rewiring a guitar and uh from what i understand you can actually overheat a pot and destroy it and uh, i did get awfully close to some pots there with the heat for quite a while so i was concerned maybe i fucked it up but uh, the local music store in town, River City Music, I went there. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll just pay him. I don't know how much it's going to cost because I don't know how bad I destroyed this. If I fucked up the pots and have to replace shit, you know, this could get kind of pricey. I, You know, these places, I believe, may usually charge, like, per hour of labor. Uh, so, but uh, I was concerned it might, you know, be a <laughs> over $100 and, you know, could get pricey. But... It turned out uh, not to be that bad, as I was concerned. Um, and I was I was paranoid about a little paranoid after I dropped it off. I took it in, and uh, Dan over there, there were receiving music, uh, he he's the one that worked on it. Uh, I mean, they I've been in there plenty of times. They seem like good guys over there. I uh, <laughs> I don't know that I, I don't think I've met all everybody over there. I haven't spent a whole lot of time at the store, but like uh, they don't they don't seem like scumbags that are gonna fuck you over or anything. But I recall that I have this thing in the back of my head to not trust anybody with musical instruments because <laughs> I remember as a teenager when I was first getting into uh, playing guitar, a friend had taken his uh, bass, I believe it was, to a local music store that is now gone. I couldn't tell you the name of the place. I know it was up on 5th Street close to Albert Pontiac in Washington, Missouri here. And... uh I couldn't tell you the name of the guy that ran the place. Uh, He had, like, the store in the downstairs, and I think he lived in the upstairs. Had, like, a little apartment set up. The guy was kind of shifty. He was a little on the shifty side. And uh, uh, a friend had taken this base in just to get the neck adjusted. Now, I'm pretty sure it was a really cheap base. Like, it wasn't worth a whole lot of money, but, I mean, we were teenagers at the time. You know, any little bit of money is a big deal to you. You know, and you, to get a musical instrument, you know, spend like uh, this would have been uh, mid to late nineties. So, you know, for a teenager to spend like a hundred something dollars on an instrument is a big deal. You know, if you're just, even if you're working, you're probably only working like a couple of days a week if you're still in high school. And uh... <coughs> so. <laughs> So he takes it in just to get, like, the neck adjusted. I guess there was some buzzing or something of that nature. And, uh, or just the, it was just, you know, warped to where, like, the action was a little funky. I don't, I'm not sure what the problem exactly was. But took it in there, and then, uh, the guy kept, like, couldn't get, like, answers from him, like Like, hey, when when am I going to get this base back, all this stuff? And, uh, apparently what the guy had done... I think, don't quote me this, this is many years ago. If I recall, like, they ended up having to get, like, the police maybe even involved to, to get this instrument back. And then the guy had, uh, he did some weird shit. He was just working on it, like, because like, he had, like, the apartment upstairs and he had it, like, on his stove or something weird. But, like, he, uh, I don't know if it was just the fact that it was a cheap bass, you know, like, maybe give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Maybe the thing was already kind of jacked up. But I guess when he uh, adjusted the bolt on the uh, truss rod there uh, the fretboard had snapped off uh, the neck. Something along the line, uh, something to do with that and he then he tried to like glue it back on with some, I don't know if it was Elmer glue or what, but like he ended up fucking a bunch of shit up on and then he just didn't want to admit to it kind of situation and then it was like a fight to get the damn thing back and it it was a whole mess, but, you know, that was my beginning thought of, like, oh, this is what happens when this is my first experience of someone taking an instrument in to get fixed. So this is, you know, in the back of my head all the time when I think of like, giving up an instrument. <laughs> so I was a little nervous about giving up my guitar to the guitar store, even though it's gone years, this Les Paul, of not being played at times, where I've, I've been an abusive father to this guitar <laughs> or caretaker what have you it's just sitting in a in a case but luckily i mean you know i haven't uh i guess the haven't hasn't been uh too messed up with uh in storage like weather or anything hasn't it hasn't gotten too cold or anything near it or hot what have you and uh it's been it's been great it's still uh as good as it was like when i stopped playing it for the most part it, uh, the frets are messed up but that's not from just like storing it those were already kind of dinged up but i've had the guitar for like 20 years and then just like taking it in and just like thinking about somebody else messing with it, it was like oh this is uh, i don't know how i feel about this but i got over it i got over it i mean i trusted him obviously enough to go in there and uh bring my guitar in and uh it didn't take him long. Uh he had told me when I initially took it in that uh if he didn't get to it I took it on a Monday and he said uh if he didn't get to look at it that night, it was already they only had a couple of hours left before they closed that night anyway, it was like two hours before they closed, something like that. And uh <clears throat> he said he if he didn't get to it that night he'd get to it the next day and give me an estimate and all that. And uh I the the following day, the Tuesday, I heard from the afternoon. He told me it would be like $35, and uh, and then he went ahead and fixed it, and I got it that day. So, I mean, I had, had it basically 24 hours away from me. And apparently what I had done, <laughs> I, man, I, I, I knew better than this, too. Like, this is like, I knew there was probably just like a, you know, dumb mistake on my part as like something like could have been easily avoided. The main problem I had, the reason why the uh, pots didn't work for the tone is because when I hooked up the pickups, see, I had uh, gotten Seymour Duncan pickups and the potentiometers I had gotten were from Dark Moon, you know, two different distributors or manufacturers and uh, I went by the wiring diagram on Dark Moon, dealing more with the pots. And I looked at how <laughs> their pickups were wired, like their uh, color scheme for the wires. And I went by that. And well, they don't wire their, their wires are uh, color coded differently than Seymour Duncan's. And I, <laughs> sadly, I didn't notice until after I had wired my guitar too that. Uh, underneath the pickups and the packing and everything, under there's also, like, a wiring diagram for the pickups. But I neglected to notice that until after the fact. But apparently that was the main thing that I'd screwed up. I was, thought maybe I had messed up in like ground. Well, that was another issue I had, which I knew this was a problem. But, uh, I didn't have anything to shield the wires with. So there was, uh, going to be some problems with, uh, stuff shortened out by, uh, wires touching each other. But yeah, they Dan over there at uh reverse, he did a good job fixing it. It didn't take him long at all. And uh, he did put some shielding over some of the wires and then uh, <laughs> swapped the wires to where they, they should be <laughs> hooked up. And uh, I believe I had the coil taps and stuff like messed up too, like wired uh, wrong, like flipped some stuff. But but he hooked it up and, and it works good. Sounds good now, sounds really really fantastic uh and then it was like right after i left <laughs> for uh left yeah it was yeah right after i left uh, river city i think i went to uh, panda express got some food and uh that's not very far at all from where i live i mean i'm we're we're talking maybe a little over a mile <laughs> So, I'm not very far away. I already know that the uh transmission it's been going out for a while in my car, <laughs> and uh now, it didn't break down, but it started getting a lot worse, I guess last week and uh when I was driving away from like Panda Express, I started making some real loud noise, and I was like, "Fuck man, I don't know if I feel safe just like uh <laughs> driving." <laughs> driving home right now i'm like fuck it made a loud noise to where i was like oh shit is it is it given out now and so i'm like oh fuck you know i'm just like uh just paranoid as all hell and then uh as the days went by i'm like i was debating okay and i'm looking into okay how much is it gonna cost me just to put a fucking new transmission in this as uh I don't really want a fucking car payment, you know. Uh <laughs> preferably I I was wanted to keep that car at least a couple more years. However, uh, you know, things happen. Uh you know, like neglecting to uh maintenance your car properly till you know stuff goes out like that, you know. That that'll happen. As I <laughs> neglected a lot with that car over the years. At times I was good at taking care of it, and then other times I, I just didn't care. But uh, I'm sure that had I, you know, routinely did all the maintenance I should have done, I'm betting I probably could have gotten a couple more years out of that transmission. But uh, no, no, I wasn't very good at that. Though I have read, to be fair, I have read that it's a common problem for the transmissions in that that 2008 Ford Focus there, that those go bad. It's, it's just a big problem with those. So maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it's not all my fault. (laughs) But uh, I'll go ahead and take it. But, you know, uh, and I was thinking, like, and I was looking at the cost, and it would probably be around two to almost three grand for me to put a new transmission in it. And, you know, I mean, the cars, I've had it for 13 years now. I feel like I got my money out of it. And even if it's not the transmission, it's, you know, more and more stuff keeps going out in it, and it's like, do I really want to just keep putting all kinds of money into this car, is it time to get something new, and I'd been wanting a Mini Cooper, seemed like a, just a bad idea, because Mini Coopers are kind of pricey to begin with. But, which, I guess the price of the initial car is not that bad. However, the big problem with Mini Coopers is that it's a foreign-made car, and uh, fixing anything on a Mini Cooper can be really pricey. Maintenance is uh, pricey, and uh, there's some big flaws to the Mini Cooper. Like, uh, from what I understand, I guess the uh, housing around the, I believe it's the radiator, like underneath the car, it's rather low to the ground. Um, it's all made of plastic to make it more lightweight, but the problem is, (laughs) you hit a curb just right, and bam, you take that out, and the radiator, and some other shit, and that right there, I mean, it's gonna cost you a fucking fortune, uh, and, uh, there's uh, the, quite a few things, but there's things, but I've read, though, I've been doing a lot of research, (laughs) And uh, as long as you keep up with the maintenance, like, you know, the basic maintenance stuff and you just, you know, watch out for curbs, (laughs) that uh, hopefully, I mean, you can keep, there's plenty of people that have minis for a long time and love the shit out of them. Uh, And uh, I don't know, I've just always been a fan of the Mini Coopers, like even the old school. Uh, But uh, anywho, yeah. They're owned by a uh, BMW now, which is kind of cool. I like the fact that, uh, it was a British car company. Now it's owned by Germans. And, uh, but that's why the fucking parts are so damn expensive and everything. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but, uh, Bavaria been to, I've been, uh, right outside the, their headquarters there in Munich. I, I should have gone on a tour there but I mean I already went to I had so many other things I wanted to do other than Bavaria but I guess if I go back to Munich now I might want to hit up the fucking uh BMW uh big uh, historic building they have there cuz uh oh yeah I yeah I did buy a Mini Cooper. <laughs> I didn't get to that part but yes after researching it and thinking and just because man I've been really wanting one and uh every time I've gone to Ireland when you rent a car there, uh, you pretty much have to go <laughs> with the manual. And I've only driven a stick, like, twice. And, of course, all their cars are small, like Mini Coopers. and Mini. I haven't rented a Mini Cooper there, which I uh, I wanted to. But, I, you know, I didn't want to pay extra <laughs> to specifically get a Mini Cooper. But uh, when you rent a car there, like, there are... You usually have to pay extra to get an automatic. Now, I've only driven a stick, like... Twice in my life, once when I was a teenager working at a restaurant, or maybe I was about twenty. Either way, I was a teen, or just <laughs> I was a teenager. We'll just say that. And uh, we, <laughs> we, uh, it was a, a co-worker that uh, had let me drive his car. It was a shitty car, and I, it didn't. I don't even remember that one very well. I don't think I drove it for very long. The second occasion. Was when I worked at a car dealership here in town. uh, Chris Offenberg Ford. And uh, I worked there for a whole week. I got to drive a Jeep Wrangler. I believe it was. And that went pretty well. Like (laughs) I felt pretty confident about it. But I only did it like the one day. And uh, because of the fact that Ireland. When you rent a car. Like it's so much easier to just get a manual. Because most of their cars are fucking manual. I was like, if I get a Mini Cooper, I got to get a manual. So uh, my sticking points, like when I was doing my research and I try, I wanted to get, um, I couldn't afford a brand new one. Definitely couldn't afford that kind of car payment, especially since with brand new mini, uh, even for like the cheaper models, I mean, it's still going to be <laughs> well over 20 grand. So I'm like, man, my, monthly payments are going to be really fucking high at that point and like i can't, I, I don't want to do that right now um hopefully i get programming soon and like we'll get a a pay raise and maybe i would be able to afford something like that maybe i'll end up trading in what uh, i've currently ordered but uh <laughs> i don't know maybe i'll really like this one but i uh i i was shooting for like uh i wanted it to definitely be under hopefully way under but definitely under a hundred thousand miles definitely because again like maintenance on a mini cooper shit gets fucking expensive so (laughs) the less miles the better you know i wanted to get a clubman something with a little bit more room and i found one for like eight grand unfortunately it was like an older one though you know it was like a I think that one was like a twenty eleven, but it was only like eight grand. It was like, eight grand. Man, my payments can be pretty fucking low. I can pay that off quickly. But it was like right at a hundred thousand miles. <laughs> I'm kinda <of> glad <laughs> I didn't end up getting that one. Like it sold out while I was just kinda of debating whether or not I was gonna fix my car or not. And I just kinda of, that was like one of the first ones I had looked at, but it was a it was a nice looking uh clubman. It was the S S class uh and uh <clears throat> It was, but it it was pretty nice. And it was a manual. And, uh, that, that was a big sticking point. I wanted a manual. And then I ended up at, after that one disappeared. And I was like, okay, fuck. And then I made my mind, like, fuck, I'm going to get, I got I to get a different car. <laughs> and, uh, I researched for, I don't know, like two days or something like that. Mainly over, like, one day. Like, I had been kind of browsing on my phone. And then, hmm thinking what was it uh thursday night yeah thursday night yeah thursday night i had uh because yeah wednesday i was kind of de- i was mulling over shit like do i do i not it was like tuesdays when i got my guitar back and then i was like oh fuck my transmissions <laughs> it's in real dire shape now <laughs> and uh so uh wednesday yeah i was just kind of mulling over it looking just kind of br- browsing over stuff, and then Thursday I was like full on research, like okay, what what am I looking at for uh, used minis? And I ended up going to uh, Carvana. dot com, which I believe they're the ones with the commercials with the slot machines or something along those lines. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I didn't have a slot machine, by the way. I didn't I, I didn't get the the enjoyment of that, but they had quite a selection of used Mini Coopers, and. uh, I saw, you know, a, most of them were automatics in the used. There were some manuals, but again, I wanted it under 100,000 miles. And I didn't want it like 10 I didn't want to get like an 08 or an 09. I wanted it to be newer than my current car. I wanted it to at least be several years newer. I was really looking at some 2015s. I thought that was like a good amount, like a 5-year-old car, like that that seemed reasonable, but I ended up going with like a 2014. So it was fairly close to what I was looking at. But uh, I got, so what I ended up go- going with, I got, uh, I didn't get a Clubman or the uh, Countryman. I thought, I mold over to, like, getting the Countryman. And, like, the big things were, too, with that, like, I just wanted, like, the low mileage. Uh, I didn't want it to be over sixteen grand and uh <laughs> And I wanted a manual as well as Bluetooth. But I think pretty much all of them have Bluetooth now, so. Like, I feel like I would have been fine with that because I wanted to be able to, uh, listen to podcasts in my car. I don't really give a shit about using my phone in the car other than to listen to podcasts and, uh, one of the Bluetooth for that. So, um, but I ended up going with a, uh, 2014. Um, let's pull up the uh, stats on this after like going over it. Uh, and I wasn't too crazy with the color but i got a 2014 uh mini hardtop cooper s hatchback two door which i wanted a four door but uh it wasn't a big st- sticking point for me i was like i my current car is a two door like i don't usually have many passengers but i wanted more i wanted a little bit more room in the back for you know moving shit but i'll i'll take it i'll i um, just I'll I'll have to live with it. Hopefully I'll make more money <laughs> at my uh next job so I can do a trade in if the space becomes an issue. But um but it is a manual. It is a manual and there's only 43,000 miles on it, which I was really excited about that. I was like that's some that's some good thing and the history report on the uh, maintenance it's had two owners, no accidents and uh they've uh both owners routinely took this thing in and uh did all the uh maintenance on time and stuff as it as it looks like the first owner was always taking it to the dealership whereas the uh the second owner uh, didn't take to a dealership but it looks like they had a good uh (coughs) some good stuff going on there and uh man look in the picture of this thing like uh i'm not excited to have a car payment but man i'm pretty excited to be like getting this car i don't have it yet um it will uh they're uh, the way it works with carvana if you're uh, unfamiliar with it is they, this is my first experience with them uh <clears throat> well I haven't bought a car in like 13 years i don't know if they were around then um <laughs> i buy the car they deliver it here i think well the last owner was living in california i'm not sure if that's where the car was or not i know that i had the option i could have just w- went and picked this thing up in kansas city and they're like man i don't <laughs> i'm not driving my car to kansas city <laughs> especially with the shape it's in but i don't want to drive to kansas city that's a long fucking drive um but i guess i would learn stick real quick if i drove that back from fucking kansas city uh but but yeah they're uh they deliver they're going to deliver on the 21st so i won't like uh so it's a little over a week from now that I'm recording this. And so by next podcast I still won't quite have it, but I should have it a couple of days after. Um but yeah, uh so I've got uh got this on the way. It's I the my credit score is really good as it turns out, which I figured it would be, but man, I didn't realize exactly how high it is. I'm pretty stoked about that. And, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, they're going to deliver it to me and then, uh, I am going to pu- just give them my, my car and, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be, I'm going to be pretty excited, but I don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I've got everything worked out except for I need to pay the property tax or not property tax, but sales tax. I don't think that's figured in with the uh, the alone. I need to go back over that. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, but it's it's a nice-looking car. And, oh, what I was going to say is once you get the car after they deliver it, you have seven days to where you can try try the car out. If you don't like it those seven days, then you can trade it in, like get a different vehicle. And uh, I th- I don't know what kind of fees you have to pay for and all that. Like, I do have to pay, to, like, for them to transport the vehicle here and such. But, you know, if, the, if I think the car's going to be an issue, then I can tra- – if I destroy the clutch and be like, well, you know what? Hey, this clutch is messed up. What's going on here? Which I would have – I would think I would have to do something pretty bad. Maybe if I hit a curb, though, fuck, man. It's going to suck if right away I hit a curb and, like, fucking take out the radiator or something. <laughs> I'm going to have to be so careful with this thing. I plan on, I hope that I, I keep myself to this, but I plan on like doing like the continuously doing maintenance. Cause I can't afford to like replace the stuff. So I want to really be on the ball with this thing. And I really love some Mini coopers of the looks of them. So, uh, yeah. Now the, the white though, man, I, that is something like, uh, I really wanted, there's, there was some better color options there, but they were like automatics, there's a lot of automatics, and they had way better color options. But with the plain white, I see, and it looks almost like a off-white. It looks, which I'd rather like it be like a, like a true white, but it's like this cream color that I, I'm just not real crazy about. But my plan is to go ahead and get some vinyl decals, which I'll either order tonight or tomorrow, and... I'll be getting those in and, uh, I'm getting some pins, some racing stripes. I may, I may, it's got a sunroof on top. Now I'm not sure if I want to put like a checkerboard pattern over like the sunroof. I feel like I should put something over the top. I don't think I'll put the, you yeah, know, I might cover a little bit of the racing stripes on top, but I don't think so. Cause man, that spoiler is going to be a bit of a bitch to wrap. I think, um, but I also want to get some, uh, for like the side panels I'll probably put some I might little side panels I might throw down some uh, checkered pattern on there and the uh rear view mirrors cuz you get like if if you go to Mini's website like it's it's kind of pricey for their decals but I mean there's plenty of other sites where you can get these decals and I don't know if they're as good but uh <laughs> there's a lot of customizing you can do to a Mini Cooper with as far as like decals and wraps and uh I don't think I wanna like pay somebody to do a wrap. I don't uh really, like don't wanna spend that kind of money. But I've been looking into that stuff, man. Like it's it'd be pretty sweet <laughs> to get a wrap. The car over there, though, I mean I do like the look of it. And I think uh I can make it look my own if by putting on some decals on here. And uh I'm pretty excited about it. Uh I don't like again with the, the manual thing, like I'm gonna be they're gonna deliver it here. They're supposed to deliver it to the house, and I park on a hill, <laughs> and we live on the highway. So, like right out of the gate, <laughs> it's gonna be like shit. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to learn fast. Because, uh, although I'm wondering if maybe they'll want to meet me at a commuter parking lot or something. I'm not sure if they're bringing it on a truck or actually like driving it all the way here. And again, I'm not sure where the car currently is. I feel like it's probably still in California, which I wouldn't, I would think if they're like uh, driving from there, like they would probably bring it on a truck with other vehicles and then transport because I know I could pick it up in Kansas City. So I feel like they're probably at least taking it to Kansas City and then maybe personally driving it from there. I'm not sure exactly how they do their stuff. (laughs) One thing, man, I've been looking at uh, all this stuff on Mini Cooper's. One thing I'm really glad about on this specific model is that the speedometer <laughs> on a lot of I think it's mainly on like the older Mini Coopers were on like the center console on the dash and to your right like you have to look down into the right to like see your speed and this thankfully is like right above the steering wheel which I find a lot more convenient <laughs> so that that is a plus i don't want to have to keep looking away from the road to see how fast i'm going and it's got the bluetooth it's got the bluetooth interior looks good i mean there's uh there's a couple of spots scuff spots in the paint and stuff on the outside like there's somewhere a tear on the interior maybe, maybe there's just some discoloration it looks way better than my car. That's for damn sure. The uh, Ford Focus that I'm uh, putting out to pasture—I mean, trading in. <laughs> As, but you know, the Ford Focus though, I've got—it's got some damage to the outside. There's body like it's been hit several times, like fender bender shit. Uh deer ran into me. I believe I mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um, but overall, I mean, look at it. It doesn't look like it's in that bad a shape. Under the hood, you know, might be a different story. But, like, I feel like if you know a dealership can just throw a uh, a uh, transmission in there, they probably get probably could get some money out of the car. But, uh, but yeah, I'm not too concerned about that. What? Oh man, I keep like since I've gotten this thing and it, I like immediately got approved for the loan. I think they're really desperate right now too to sell cars, but my credit score is really good, um, so <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> like I've immediately started looking at ways I can pimp this shit out. Now I don't want to do anything like to the seats or anything like that. But, man, like you can do, of course, the vinyl decals on like the console and stuff, and like really pimp shit out. And uh, man, I am pretty excited to get this thing. <laughs> this thing's gonna be so fun. I, I'm just a little concerned about, you know, I, I don't want to fuck up anything while i'm trying to learn driving a stick as uh this is uh this could get interesting there's like some interesting things too about a mini cooper and uh it looks like this does have the secret compartment there's a uh, like a secret glove compartment like there's a normal glove compartment right where like standard cars have it uh, on the passenger side there's a little glove compartment and I'm pretty sure it's, I think it's like on every fucking Mini Cooper there's a panel above the glove compartment like a little above there and you just push in on the panel like there's no visible button or anything you just push in on the panel itself and it opens up it's got a little secret compartment you know, you put your weed in there or whatever Or well, nowadays, <laughs> that's almost not illegal so I don't even know if you need to transport it in there so if I'm doing my uh, black tar heroin or something, I'm going to put it in that that compartment. Or uh, if I have, a, <laughs> say, a gun that was used in a, a crime of sorts <laughs> or something, you know, just whatever. Or just something I want to hide from somebody that's not even necessarily illegal or used in a crime. Uh, I could throw it in there. It's It could be a gift and hide it from somebody. And, like, I don't want them to find it. I'm going to keep it in the car. <laughs> but it's an interesting little panel there. <laughs> Uh. Oh, this yeah. I just keep looking at pictures of it. But I've all what I was going to get at like I keep looking at stuff that like I could upgrade on it. Like I'm not real crazy about the rims and I've never <laughs> like I really get, I usually I feel like once I get the car like all this stuff of me wanting to change things and everything and it's going to go away real quickly and like eh it's just a car it gets me where I'm going. But <laughs> It's 2020, you know. All I'm doing is staying indoors now and not getting out much. So, like, I have time to f- – I don't really have a whole lot of time, I guess, because I've been programming and such. But, <laughs> like, when, it, when I'm at work at break time or, or like, I got a minute and I can just, like – like, right now as I'm talking, I'm looking at those pictures of this mini. Like, I'm not real crazy about the rims. Uh, again, I've never really gave a shit about that sort of thing, but I've looked at, like, ooh, they've got these really nice mini rims they could put on there. I don't want to spend like a thousand, two thousand dollars on rims. Let's not <laughs> let's not get crazy. Uh maybe if I win the the Powerball tonight, you know, I've still I've still been working on that. Still working on that. So if I, I get that, I'll you know what? I'll throw some rims on there. <laughs> I if I win the two hundred and seventy seven million dollars, I think I'll I think like I'll get a an okay pair of rims. So it'll uh <clears throat> There's some other cool stuff though, you like a little uh Little things you can get to uh personalize your mini, I guess there's like buttons to make it look like you're you can launch a missile with like to cover over the uh, cigarette lighter thing and uh all that shit <laughs> like, uh, pull up a picture here, damn it, that's not the right picture yeah I can't zoom in for some reason, but uh you get your little uh, power jacks and like uh which I can't really sell t- see if it has it on here. But well, you can get it to where it looks like a button to shoot a missile. It says, like, fire missile. <laughs> and yada yada. You can get all kind of vinyl decals to pimp out the inside. The interior definitely looks a lot better than my my current car. as I've just got, like, cloth seats and they've got stains. Driver side mainly. and The passenger side's got it too. I'm definitely not going to eat in this car for a while. <laughs> I will definitely take a lot better care of it uh, while I am paying for it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm pretty excited about it though. And it's six-speed manual at that. It's not like a, uh, uh. At first, I thought maybe it would. I guess I don't know any of are four-speed. I guess all like minis are probably like six speeds, but uh, it's got. Uh, It's weird. Like, the pictures don't show it, but it does say um, installed options or... uh, It does list black bonnet stripes, but it doesn't show it in the pictures. So maybe I should hold off until I get it before I order (laughs) some stripes. Uh... I would prefer the stripes. I don't know why they would ha- not have pictures of the stripes in there. That does throw me off a little bit. Is that it does in here list installed options as black bonnet stripes? <coughs> uh, it does have the keyless entry, which I could give a shit less about. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does say the interior is off white. I, I'd rather it just be normal white. The off-white just kind of looks... Off-white reminds me of growing up in a house with smokers. <laughs> I hate that, like, tarish-yellow look. It just, like, I, it almost gives it the smell back into my my no- nostrils. It's just not good. Not good. Uh. <laughs> but, yeah. Other than that, you know, I, uh... I've been watching Westworld on HBO. Got through the first season of that. It was, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. I uh, remember. I, th- I guess it was one of the trips to Ireland. I actually saw like the first couple episodes of Westworld, and then just never uh, <coughs> finished that. Um. But uh, yeah, I saw that, and uh, of course I watched the latest episode of Mandalorian, which I thought was good. I thought uh, Boba was really getting. Looking pretty pretty good there. And, uh, I mean, you have uh, Bill Burr back in it. So it was a decent episode. And there's only one more episode of it left. However, I mean, Star Wars just announced, or Disney just announced that there's plenty more Star Wars on the way. If uh, yet you, had, you hadn't heard, they've got the uh, A Droid Story uh, cartoon coming out. And actually they had back in the 80s. I guess it was, or maybe it was even in the seventies, like after a new, ho- right after a new hope. I don't remember when it came out, but dro- they had a droids cartoon. But they have, uh, I guess, another droid story coming out, like a droid cartoon, as well as uh, <clears throat> they have uh, a Lando Calrissian series. Now this, they don't have a whole lot of uh, details out uh, from what I understand about it. So we don't know if uh, Donald Glover is going to be in it. Maybe uh fucking Billy D-, D Williams, the OG Lando will be in it. We don't know, maybe both or maybe somebody else. As Lando, I thought D- Donald Glover was really good as Lando, so I'm hoping I'm hoping for some Donald Glover. I mean, I love me some Billy D Williams. But fucking Billy D Williams isn't is like in his 80s, you know. I don't know how much longer he wants to do <laughs> uh acting in general. <laughs> uh-huh. but I imagine it uh if they do have Billy D, they're not gonna have him like doing a whole lot of physical stuff. So and probably he'd probably be alright. I mean he's fucking Billy D. Williams. He's fucking amazing. He's fucking awesome dude. Uh he gotta love some Billy Billy D. I mean had that character not been played by Billy D. Williams, if you look back, I mean he fuck everybody loved like Han Solo, right? Fucking he totally fucks over Han Solo. He gets him put in carbonite and everything and sold off to Jabba the Hutt. And this is supposed to be his friend. He totally fucks him over and he gives uh, Luke basically over to uh, Vader and everything. Like, turn just totally fucks them. I mean, he is a traitor. And yet we still love Lando. Because he's played by Billy D. Williams. I mean, he makes a comeback, and he's like, he does. I mean, he does, you know, come back, return to the Jedi, and help liberate Han. You know, but you know, had he not been Billy D. Williams, I feel like we would not like Lando. <laughs> it wouldn't be the character we we've come to love. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so they got that. There's the, of course. I knew as soon as that. Ahsoka was going to be played by Rosario Dawson that wasn't just going to be like a couple episodes in Mandalorian. She's now officially has her own series as the Ahsoka show uh, comes out. So that'll be interesting and it'll have of course tie-ins with the Mandalorian. And uh there's this is interesting um <clears throat> the uh shit what is it, uh, her name uh eludes me at the moment uh the director of uh wonder woman uh, jenkins was it yeah patty jenkins she uh has got a standalone i guess it's a standalone movie but it's a star wars movie it's called rogue squadron we don't know what time period this is going to uh take place in but uh that one's pretty exciting i'd like to see some uh some of that action but uh to me the real movie news as far as the movies is concerned they've got the announcement of the Taika Waititi movie which they had talked about before but it's like they've uh it's a standalone film and uh <laughs> I I expect some greatness. I love me some Taika Waititi. I love what he did with Thor Ragnarok. Before Thor Ragn- Ragnarok like Thor was an okay character but man chris hemsworth really like came into his own on that one and there was uh <laughs> now now i'm just thinking side note like him there's he's supposed to be doing that netflix uh hulk hogan movie and he's getting just straight up fucking ripped for that i'm pretty excited to see him play hulk hogan i want to see what he does with that but uh, the taika waititi star wars maybe hemsworth will be in there i'm not sure <laughs> But man, that's that seems pretty exciting to me. And uh that will de- that's definitely one I'm looking forward to. I don't know when that one's uh, going to take place. I think we got a while before we'll see that. Uh however uh back to other stories. Of course, they talked about uh this was in the uh they had a uh developed what there was a big meeting. They uh, they announced some shit in but uh, they also mention uh, <coughs> there was uh, several other shows. There's another cartoon, The Bad Batch, uh, featuring the clones that were in Clone Wars. They get their own like standalone series, as well as we get a little bit of a sneak peek of uh, they have a trailer, and I think this releases in 2022 of the Cassian Andor series, just called Andor, where we find out his backstory of him being a spy which I am a huge fan of Rogue One. I know a lot of people, like, piss all over all of the Disney Star Wars movies, but I really like me some Rogue One. I really just, like, I I know at times I've dissected things too much, and uh, last shit I did really turn me off quite a bit. But I try to just, like, <laughs> not think too much about the Star Wars, like, let's just fucking watch it and just be entertained. <laughs> don't think too much <laughs> uh, but they got some they got some good stuff there's uh the acolyte I don't recall what that one is involved with I am not sure there was I will have to look that one up um, that okay that let's. Leslie Headland, longer Star Wars series. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Oh, could be, this does look like a good one? See, according to uh, StarWarsFandom.com, dot com, they have uh, <clears throat> Star Wars: The Acolyte is a Star Wars television series currently being developed by Les, Leslie. Uh, Headland for Disney Plus. Headland will write, executive, produce, and serve as the series showrunner. Um and it says uh the show will focus on the emergence of dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. So that's exciting. Some old shit. Some old time stuff. And I I'm definitely looking for that like complete different time periods. I'm not talking about like a generation or two. I want to see like the older stuff when the Jedi first started, like when the rule of two with the Sith began, all that stuff. Like that does excite me a lot. So, like, I mean, that sounds, <laughs> it so, sounds pretty good. Sounds cool. Not a whole lot of details on a lot of these shows. Like they act like that's about all I really see. Of course, they've talked more about Obi-Wan, of course, and Hayden, uh, Christian Haydenson is returning as Darth Vader. So that'll, uh, <laughs> That the series has some promise, I think. And fucking Ewan McGregor is Obi Wan. I love me some Ewan McGregor. I love him when he's getting all gay with Jim Carrey. And I love you, uh, uh, I forget the name, uh, Philip Morris or whatever. I forget the name of the movie, but when uh, him and Jim Carrey like get it on, it's pretty great. It's a pretty funny movie. Um, <laughs> but. I just have that picture of fucking Jim Carrey at the beginning where he's clearly having sex with somebody, but you don't know that it's like he's fucking a dude from behind until they pan down and he's just like going to town and the dude's so fucking great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love Jim Carrey. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, Oh yeah, oh yeah. The Leslie Headland, she uh, she did the Russian doll. I I enjoyed that. That was on Netflix. Uh, with Natasha Leon, I believe is her name, is uh, leading that. She was uh she was good. Uh, well, the Russian Russian doll, that was pretty good stuff. And of course, there's the Willow series coming back with Warwick Davis, baby, as Willow. That's exciting. And uh, they do have a Rangers of the of the New Republic, which meh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll be good, maybe it won't. I think that one th- Wait, well, yeah, but I guess that's after Man- Mandalorian cuz it- well no, no, that would be in the same time. I think that one is supposed to have some tie over to Mandalorian, so it could be good. Maybe it'll be another like fear the or well uh not fear the walking dead. That's been turning into a pretty good show. But uh <laughs> The Walking Dead: World Beyond. Hopefully it's not that kind of shit. <laughs> I feel like one of those has some gonna end up like that. But some other big news, which I I don't know how I feel about this, but uh uh Harrison Ford. He's coming back. They they've got it officially. But they've talked about this for years, but they made a big we're saying like he is coming back uh in the Disney movie franchise of Indiana Jones. They're uh it's going to be directed by James Mangold and Harrison Ford is 78, so... And I don't know if you were aware of this, but there's this virus going around. They call it uh, COVID-19 or something like that. I'm not sure, but it, it's been going after old people like crazy, like wildfire. They might want to be careful. <laughs> Hopefully he's, uh, he's staying in shape, you know? Fucking 78, man. And, uh, man, I love me some Harrison Ford. And he looks pretty good last I saw him for his age but uh he should uh he should uh, be careful there um oh uh and well I mean I guess uh, he did uh, show up in the Rise of uh, Skywalker there too that was a bit of a surprise um <clears throat> ooh this is two days ago on Deadline here it does say Indiana Jones movie shooting next spring um so hopefully he's one of the first ones to get the vaccine. Just saying, I mean he's he's in the age bracket, so he should be getting it very quickly. But I feel like we need <laughs> we need this movie shot. I don't remember if I mentioned this last week. I don't remember I saw it beforehand or not um, before I doing the podcast or not. But I had seen uh <laughs> in L.A. of course in L.A. Um, they were shutting down the largest testing facility for COVID-19 for an event it, it were t- they were telling everybody it was going to be closed due to an event now the event was it was uh <laughs> they were filming a reboot of She's All That and uh <laughs> It's going to be called He's All That. So they were going to stop testing people, which was going to put them... But with as many people are getting tested daily in the LA area. Like, this was going to set them back by a few weeks. Like, I mean, they were already overbooked on testing with it. So having it shut down for a day was really going to make it hard for people to get tested. <laughs> Thankfully, the mayor stepped in apparently. and was like, no, we can't shut it down for... He's all that. I mean, wh- why do we need a he's all that? I mean... She's All That was great. I mean, what are they going to do? They just, I guess they're just going to take a guy with glasses, take him off, and show how hot he really is underneath the glasses. A Clark Kent, if you will. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't... Uh, it, does, it just doesn't sound as good to me. Not that, you know, I. she's all that... I love Rachel Lee Cook, though. I've got a thing for her. Uh, she's... Uh, She's definitely. I don't know. I've seen. I've watched some really bad movies with her in it, but and I enjoyed it just because of the fact that she was in it. <laughs> uh, like uh, so. Uh, I don't really care for. She's all that, but it has Rachel Lee Cook in it. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. So for me, I mean, he's all that. Doesn't sound great, unless maybe Rachel Lee Cook's in there somewhere. Maybe she. She's the. The mother of this guy that, uh, this nerdy guy, high school guy that's just ugly until he removes his glasses. In <laughs> which case, maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> but I'm going to feel bad if they did shut down, uh, you know, this testing facility and everything for that. I would, uh, be not happy about that. Um,. <clears throat> So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> oh man. Also too, sp- thinking of uh, entertainment stuff. Unfortunately, uh, Tiny Lister passed away. He played uh, Zeus. To me, I always remember him as Zeus on No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan. Because I was talking about Hulk Hogan earlier, I was going to get around to talking about that man. I I definitely enjoyed him as Zeus, and he actually went on to at the that point it was WWF before it became WWE for the World Wildlife Foundation had to fuck it up um <laughs> uh he would uh he went on wrestling and wrestled Hogan a few times like other than just the No Holds Barred movie the No Holds Barred so bad but like I loved it I loved that fucking movie and of course he's in uh, the Tarantino film uh, Jackie Brown as well as uh he was in Fifth Element and uh Friday he was Debo which I had a thought the other day um, I guess it was yesterday uh, I guess it was Friday yeah that he passed away Um, but uh, <laughs> I was thinking of Friday and him playing Debo because he's just like a <laughs> angry very angry scary fella in uh, which he played a, I mean Zeus was just an angry scary fella <laughs> I mean he was an intimidating looking guy he was a massive guy massive dude I wouldn't have fucked with Tiny Lister Zeus, motherfucker, Debo, uh, but Debo, him riding that bike and every—I th- I think he's riding a bike in there. But like he had, uh, he had Smokey like going to that uh, prison's house and like steal that shit and everything. And then like uh, I was thinking of the part when like Smokey was uh, talking about being all fucked up and sweating like a slave in Debo's chicken coop. I was thinking, like, I never really thought about it before. Why the fuck would Debo, of all people, have a chicken coop? (laughs) He doesn't seem like a guy that would be taking care of chickens. Like, uh, a guy that just, like, wants to beat the shit out of people and, like, steal people's money. Like, I don't see him, like, caring for animals. But, you know, Hitler loved animals and not people so much. So, I mean, I could see it happen. Maybe Debo really loved chickens. He just didn't mind kicking the shit out of people and you know, taking their money. <laughs> uh, uh I forgot what I was gonna look up there. Now I was I was gonna look up something about like one of those movies or something, and it, it totally I was thinking about Debo's chicken coop. <laughs> Smokey sweating like a slave. Oh, Friday's so good. Such a good movie. I haven't watched the original Friday in forever uh i really hope that uh chris tucker well, i feel like he he was at least aware of everything that was going on but i know that he had spent some time on jeffrey epstein's plane as well as bill gates and of course bill clinton uh you know trump was his good friend so there's some some big name people that were good friends with jeffrey epstein but i really hope chris tucker wasn't involved in the uh <clears throat> pedophilia ring is uh like that's just a damn shame uh <clears throat> but uh yeah unfortunately tiny uh, lister passed away and as right now they don't know what the uh what the cause was and there's an investigation going on uh i did read that a publicist a publicist or somebody uh that that was uh, close to him had said that he had been experiencing covid symptoms so it's possible i guess he could have passed away from covid unfortunately um <clears throat> but uh yeah, yeah. One brighter now. Fuck, I'm getting a Mini Cooper. <laughs> uh, I should be excited about that, but then I'm also like, fuck. I got to get uh fucking uh <laughs> car payments. I know that there is a plant, BMW, or at least there was a big BMW plant in I want to say the eastern coast of the United States, too. So there's a possibility of some uh be made here, but I think most of them are made in Germany, probably in in uh, Bavaria. Uh, <clears throat> I'll just look at it right up here. This is a 2019, where exactly they're made at. Um, Autoguide.com. Let's see here. Mini is known for making fun cars with a ton of personality, but here's a question we hear a lot. Is Mini a British company or a German one? It was originally a British one, but uh, you may be inclined to say the automaker is British, especially since you've probably seen a Mini with a Union Jack flag on its roof before. Remember Mr. Bean driving one, but today the automaker is owned by German brand BMW, Bavarian Motorwerks. Um <clears throat> In this post, will provide a brief background on the Mini brand, how it fell into BMW's possession, and where it builds its cars today. If you've ever wondered how the familiar bug-eyed hatch got to where it is today, you found the right spot. Scroll below to learn more about the MINI brand. Let's see. MINI has been owned by BMW Group since 2000, but it started out life uh, as a British brand. Uh, MINI was originally a model name being used on the Austin MINI and Morris MINI, which were essentially the same car but were sold under different brands owned by British Leland. In uh, 1969, Mini became its own brand, with the Austin and Morris models becoming amalgamated under a single entity. Uh. Oh wow! See, there's also an article on first electric Mini. Will be a a hot hatch <laughs> with nearly 200 horsepower. Uh. Oh, I didn't. You know, I didn't mention of mine is also the uh, S model with uh. I think, I want to say it's got like 182 horsepower. I could be off on that. Um, Anyway, back to the article. Mini production continued for a long while with uh, BL, uh, British Leland, now called Rover Group, even introduced an evolved version of the aging hatch in 96, production of which lasted until 2000. Meanwhile, BMW, which had purchased the brand from Rover Group in 96, had set to work on a next-gen model which was introduced for the 2001 model year. BMW still owns the Mini brand today and has expanded its model range to include several models apart from the standard two-door hatchback, including the convertible, which I do not like the convertibles, um, a five-door, uh, the Countryman crossover, and the Clubman wagon. Mini research and development happen at BMW headquarters in Munich, Germany, which I was right outside of. Ran a marathon right by it. Uh, It's a cool building. Uh, They are made. Oh, they do still uh, make them in England, it looks like. So, despite the German ties, Mini's largest plant is still based in England. Although this isn't where all of its vehicles are made. Mini only manufactures in two locations to serve its global market. See, it's made, uh, the. I guess the biggie plant is the plant in Oxford, Cowley, Oxford, England. They produce the mini three-door, the five-door convertible, and a clubman there. So I guess, well, I don't, I guess, well, it doesn't specify. I guess mine came, from, you know what, I think I saw them in the history report. Mine did come from the uh, Oxford plant, but I, I wouldn't swear to it. Then there's the uh, contract plant, the VDL NEDCAR, the uh, VDL NEDCAR. Born Netherlands. It's uh <coughs> they do the mini three door the five door convertible and countrymen. So i g I'm pretty sure mine did come from England. However, uh <laughs> so yeah, that's interesting. It's very interesting. Ve um ve. There's a motorbiscuit dot com. <laughs> uh oh, there's a Mini USA, they've got a better I'm sure they've got a lot better history of it Hmm, I'm gonna I have to pull up this video, there's a video
0: There's a desk This is a story About how far passion Can take you Sixty years ago A man named Alec stood before The world and presented Something new and revolutionary It wasn't easy. Oh, he's but sweating. He persevered he because Alec believed in his idea. He saw solutions where no one else could. He, he wanted a small pig. Car. Questioning the way things have always been done. Could the way forward be small yet powerful? Mm. Surprising and beautiful? Could a car inspire awe and pure joy? Rewriting history, Alec Isagonis created the MINI, enlightening the world to the power of small things and forever changing what it means to drive. MINI for the drive.
1: Okay, so I guess they're talking about the original uh, creator of uh, the uh, mini, yeah. So, oh, that was his top, the e- engineer for uh, Sir Leonard Lord of the Morris Company. Yeah, Alec is Sigonus. He gave he uh, as it says here. It was a car built for everyone, uh, Sir Leonard Lord. Uh, Issues top engineer, Alec. A challenge, design and build a small, fuel-efficient car capable of carrying four adults within economic reach of just about everyone, as fate would have it. the challenge of fitting so much function into such a small package inspired a couple of historic innovations. Those classic minis showing pictures of it. I guess that's Alec in the picture. Uh, (laughs) uh, The old-school mini it looks you know it doesn't it doesn't seem right that i've got an american license plate on i mean if i had an old mini it would seem oh holy shit there's a picture of like it looks to be like 70s i guess of uh of an old school mini here and uh a fuck ton of people inside it and it's pretty pretty great there's i see at least at least seven people inside there and it is it is a tight tight fit <laughs> Uh, oh! Just looking at some of the what the fuck? They had a truck version. That just doesn't look right. That doesn't look right at all. What the fucker? What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Fucking Brits! I feel like maybe I'm gonna have to start working on that British accent if I'm gonna be driving around a a, a mini. I'm definitely not going to be <laughs> putting the uh the British flag on there. I'm not. uh Putting the uh, Union Jack or whatever the flag on there—that's that's not happening. Not doing that. I I love Ireland too much. I'm not uh, I'm not a loyalist. <laughs> I love the Republic, baby. I want the tricolor, and it would seem wrong if I put that on a mini. <laughs> it would be great to have the Irish flag somewhere hidden on there, but I don't I don't feel like I need to be putting that on a British German owned car. Maybe I could get by with putting a German flag on there. Uh, Oh, man. It's a John Cooper documentary. Uh, How long is that? 26 minutes. I'm not watching that whole thing, at least while doing this show. But I would like to watch that. uh, Those John Cooper packages. That's some nice stuff. See, I'm like, what? Like, just like being on their webpage, you're like, fuck, man, I'm going to spending more money. I like. This it shit can get pricey. I do enjoy it. Oh, this will be fun to drive around in. Uh, got that mini hard top. Really could have done without the sunroof, too. Like, mainly because, well, I don't really give a shit about having, like, the sunroof open. I guess it would be might be nice and, like, a summer day or something to pop open the sunroof but like uh <laughs> I'll I want to be able to put a wrap over the top of it <laughs> that's the, the main thing I, I was uh, wanting to do there with that Uh man I wish I could have gotten a four door hopefully I, I, I don't want to second guess and everything now hopefully hopefully when I get it I guess you know I got the seven days if I don't like that we'll uh, get something else or what have you Maybe they'll be like, why the fuck did I get a stick in <laughs> seven days? And they're like, let's let's go for an automatic. I hope not, though. I feel I feel like I'll do all right with a stick. I think that'll be fun. And I was reading an article the other day about more and more people, they are like, you know, manuals are going to the wayside because it's too distracting to have to shift and everything. And I'm thinking, man... If anything, I think manual might be better for people because it seemed like it'd be harder to, like, do stuff like fuck with your cell phone and everything if you've got to constantly be shifting. I mean, you're not constantly shifting unless you're, I mean, you're on the highway, you're not constantly shifting. But uh, (laughs) I feel like it's safer. And for me, like, I doze off when, like, I drive long distance. Unless I've had, like, plenty of sleep, you know, and there's a lot going on i got somebody with me, it's a lot easier to not do, but I'll, <laughs> it's a big problem for me driving real long distance. And I feel like if I've got something else to do that, like having to also shift and everything, I feel like that's going to make my brain more active. <laughs> I think I get too laser-focused and just, like, focus just on the road and just kind of not really doing much and just, like, staring out into the road and then I just kind of – my brain just shuts off. <laughs> I feel like maybe the act of shifting will uh, <laughs> keep me awake. I don't know. Hopefully. uh, I mean, I don't plan on doing it well. I mean, it. hopefully I do get a job, you know, programming and, and – If I do, I'm going to have to drive good distance for it. So having the old uh, stick shift, keeping me awake might be a good thing. Um, uh, Yeah. So I guess that's about all I've got. And, uh, yeah. So uh, as always, that
0: is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.